Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Kat. And this is... You expect me to choose just one? And we're going to be talking about mental illness and physical wellness. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about the three things that everyone talks about when they talk about physical health. We're going to be talking about sleep, diet, and exercise, and how those relate to mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with sleep. So... When you're mentally ill, <laughs> you often either get too much sleep, where it's hard to wake up in the morning, or you don't get enough sleep. And both are kind of awful, because they both tend to make people feel really groggy and tired and not well-rested at all. Um, I have lots of experience in the bad sleep department. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... For a significant part of my life, um, at least six years, but maybe a little bit longer than that, uh, I, I've been, had trouble like falling asleep at night. Um, and then more recently, in the past two or three years, I've had a lot more trouble waking up in the morning. Um, well, not waking up. I don't have trouble waking up. I have trouble getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. And staying in bed so long kind of makes my brain and my body not wake up. So like, even though I'm awake, I'm not awake. If, if you get that. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're awake, but you're not up and doing things. Yeah. So like my brain doesn't really wake up and like my body's not moving at all. So I still feel really groggy when I get up. Yeah. Um, one thing like, if you are feeling very motivated right now that I've heard is that like if you get up with your first alarm like the first time you wake up in the morning if you don't get back in bed it can keep you from being groggy for the rest of the day like if you get back in bed it's likely that you will be. yeah but like getting up immediately can kind of help with that um <laughs> a big thing in like the ADHD people with executive dysfunction sort of community, uh, some people will just like throw their phone in the morning. Like their alarm goes off and they just kind of throw their phone across their room because then they have to get up and go get their phone. Yeah. Or like leave the phone like one room away when the alarm goes off. So you actually have to get up to turn it off or yeah. hit snooze, which <laughs> hopefully you don't. But Like either way, just make it so it's uh, in a place where you have to get up. And I totally understand that sometimes that's not possible, um, but it's worth a try. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just too hard. Yeah. Which is totally valid. Yeah, sometimes um, there's a point in time where I was doing that, and some days I would just, I would literally roll off of my bed. My bed is only like two feet off the ground, so it wasn't bad, but I'd like roll off of my bed. Um, and get close enough to my phone to turn the alarm off and then turn all the other alarms off for that morning and get back in bed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So sometimes it doesn't always work, but it it's worth a try. And like, uh, yeah, so, so it can be really hard to get out of bed in the morning and that's some stuff to do that um, that's that's a way you can help with that. But another big thing is it makes it really hard to go to bed at night. And this is where I mostly struggle. 
Um, yeah, some nights I just don't fall asleep at all. I did that three days ago. Um, that was the most recent time. <laughs> uh, what's the next most recent time? Um, Do you know? Probably a few weeks before that. Maybe a month or so. Okay. Yeah. It's worse now that it's summer because, like, I don't have to be like, I have school in three hours. I need to get sleep at some point. Yeah. And something that goes along with that is, like, anytime you get off schedule with your sleep patterns, it's hard to get back on schedule. Oh, yeah. Like, if you end up waking waking up late one day, you can, like, feel like you can sleep in the next day or go to bed late the next day. And then it compounds and you sleep in more and it ends up really bad. It's hard to get back on schedule. That's why I don't sleep with a schedule. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I I will fall asleep anywhere from 11 o'clock at night to never. Mm -hmm. Usually it's like 11 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Um, even during the school year, like... Just in general, I fall asleep somewhere between 11 o'clock and 3 o'clock usually, which is a huge range, especially in sleeping because it's four hours. And during the school year, I usually get up somewhere between 6 and 7, um, depending on what part of the school year I'm in. And then during the summer and during actually during the school year on weekends, I'll get up anywhere between uh like six in the morning to 11 in the morning yeah i am not allowed to stay in uh, my room after 11 o'clock in the morning which is why i get up then i thought it was 10. it was <laughs> um i've stretched it <laughs> okay too many times my parents don't care anymore they do care but they also both work now so most of the time they're not there to know if I'm not up before 10. And and even now, like when they're, even when they are home and I come up at 11, it's still early enough for them to be okay with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I would not suggest not having a sleep schedule. It's not great. Yeah, try to get on a sleep schedule. Yeah. Like, even if that means during the weekends, you're getting up at six or seven in the morning still. Yeah. It can be good. Um, also, you can, if you can, um, it gives you just kind of some more hours in the day. Because uh, then you're, like, getting up and out of bed. And, like... I, I technically, if I only get five hours of sleep, have more hours in my day than someone who got uh, to do stuff than someone who got like eight hours of sleep. Uh, but usually, like, I will stay in bed longer than the amount of amount of sleep that I've gotten. Yeah, and also like. It's pretty common for people who don't feel rested and who are tired to not do work as efficiently or as quickly, which takes more time away. Yeah, I don't know about you, but like sleeping in usually is not a good idea because 
it makes me feel worse because like oh i already wasted so much time and now i'm tired all day and you just get a lot less done mm -hmm. yeah yeah i just uh have not woken up feeling well rested in yeah i don't remember the last time <laughs> i don't remember um it's been a while yeah it's okay <laughs> Uh, so another thing, mental illness, like, can make you sleep too much or not enough or both. Um, but it can also, like, it just disrupts sleep in general. Um, it, it can cause a lot of nightmares and stuff depending on what symptoms affect you. Uh, like, dreams can be interesting. Um, I know that personally, uh... I I don't sleep well, so like I'll, I'll wake up a lot during the night. Um, but usually I go back to sleep really, really quickly. Um, the hard part is sometimes I will have a dream that makes me feel really anxious, and I will wake up halfway through a panic attack um, some nights, and then I don't get any more sleep that night. Um, yeah, so like sometimes it really just. It, it hits all of the sleep, all of the parts of sleeping. Yeah. Falling asleep, staying asleep, getting up in the morning. Yeah, not necessarily for everyone, but definitely can. Yeah, like those symptoms can, they're pretty common. Um, maybe not all, all of them, but yeah. One or more, very common. Yeah, it's a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like... Um, with depression and anxiety, especially, it's on the top, top 10 symptoms. If you have these things, it might indicate depression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing is a lot of people with mental illness just never feel rested, which big part of that is the fact that you're not sleeping well or enough or you're sleeping too much you just the sleep is not good <laughs> um but one thing that i've also heard a lot um as in it's it's on some like mental health wellness things and also sometimes my friends tell it to me is it like being like sometimes uh you just even if you have gotten enough sleep or you're on a good sleep schedule, you're already fighting with your brain pretty much constantly. And that's just exhausting. And it means that like your brain doesn't really get a rest. And then you're not sleeping as well as a lot of people without mental illnesses are able to sleep. Mm -hmm. So it kind of leads to this like compounding of bad factors yeah where you can never feel rested and you either sleep too much which then compounds more or or you sleep a lot because you're like oh i feel tired and then you feel even more tired or you just i don't know it can be mentally draining to know that you have slept a lot but you don't feel energized at all yeah and and like you can do things to help your sleep schedule and there's lots of ideas and, and things to help but like not being able to sleep well um in any sort of way isn't your fault mm -hmm. like i mean 
My brother, when he stays up until midnight reading, this is not good because he's 10. That's his fault. He's staying up because he wants to read. And that's all, that's the only reason he's staying up. But like, like if you're interrupting your sleep schedule or if something is interrupting your sleep schedule or if you're sleeping too much or not enough or whatever the heck is happening and you just don't feel rested, even like whether or not you're trying different things or you've tried different things, it's important to try things to help, but it's not your fault that you're not sleeping well and that you don't feel rested and you don't need to feel guilty about about not feeling rested and stuff yeah definitely if there's there's a lot of things out of your control when it relates to sleep yeah I, I know that like my parents get on me about sleep sleeping too much or like staying up too late and then sleeping in too much the next morning or any morning like like I referenced earlier, the rule that I had to get up, be upstairs by 10, which isn't too bad, but it made me get out of bed earlier than I wanted to on a, quite a few days. <laughs> um, like I felt really guilty for a long time that I wasn't uh, sleeping well or I was sleeping too much and it was kind of my fault. And I didn't feel like I was doing what I needed to, to get those things done. Um, but I have realized that it isn't my fault that those things are happening. Like, as much as I'm trying new things to help me sleep, and and I haven't found anything yet, which is hard, but as much as I keep trying new things and stuff, and whether I'm not, I'm in the middle of trying a new thing, struggling to get that sleep isn't my fault. And that was, that was a whack thing to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that being said, like, there's so many different things of, like, how much sleep you need depends on, like, who you are and how old you are. Obviously, they say teenagers need more sleep than adults, but yeah. that never happens. No, it doesn't. We have a friend who, like, if she does not get 10 hours of sleep on a regular schedule, she feels super grumpy and just doesn't operate well and is super tired and everything is just awful um, when she doesn't get enough sleep. Um, and then I operate just fine on five hours of sleep, which probably has to do with some other things. But mm. <laughs> there's definitely like that people need different things uh, with their sleep schedules. When I went to the doctor about the fact that I was not sleeping well, he did say that, like, preferably as a teenager, I'd get eight to ten hours of sleep. Um, but some people, like, really do only need six or seven hours. Um, the latest doctors usually, like, the la the lowest my doctor said that he usually is okay with patients getting is five hours. Below that, he's like, they need more. Even if they're operating fine, they need more. <laughs> yeah, like there's a point where you have just gotten used to operating on less than efficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so sleep depends on a lot of things. It depends on your age and like what you do during your day and stuff. It also depends on when your melatonin kicks in. Um, teenagers, their melatonin it kicks in 
later than adults do. So adults is like, I think it's 10 to six on average. Mm -hmm. Um, and then teenagers on average is like 12 to eight sort of a thing, 12 to 10, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting, actually, they did some studies and, um, with schools and they started school times later for teenagers at nine. Um, and even just pushing that time back an hour, uh, from eight, like improved test scores and attendance. and like one other really big thing dramatically. Yeah. I've seen that study used a ton. Like they say they use it like they use it a lot to advocate for later start times, which I would really enjoy, honestly. But. Yeah. But it, it is how it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just like, like getting that, figuring out when your melatonin and stuff kicks in can also really help with getting on a good sleep schedule and like knowing when you're gonna, what times of the day you're gonna feel groggy and stuff and tired because you've got melatonin kicking in. One thing that I also think is really kind of sucky is people who are neuro neurodivergent, especially like I see this all the time with people who are, um, who have ADHD, is that they just like, the melatonin on average for people with ADHD kicks in around two in the morning and is out of their system are around 10. Um, so it's usually a shorter time for melatonin um, than most people have. Uh, and also <laughs> much later in the day or night. Yeah. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sleep is an adventure. Um, yeah, so it's just important to like, to know what you need with your sleep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so sleep is sleep is sleep. Yes. Um, you need it. You wish you could have more of it or less of it. Hopefully. Yeah. You have sleep. Hopefully you have some. Uh, yeah. So that's what we wanted to say about sleep in relation to mental illness and today. Yeah. Yeah. Ciao. Bye.